Do you homeschool for the likes? Of course not, but having your phone ever ready might be changing your homeschool. I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to Simply Convivial. At Simply Convivial, I want to help you beat overwhelm and perfectionism through simple baby steps so you can love being a homemaker. You can have both peace and productivity as a mom at home, even as a homeschool mom. And sometimes Instagram fuels our perfectionism and overwhelm. Instagram really might not be good for our homeschools. It's not good for our homemaking either, or our mental and emotional health as women, if we're honest. Instagram works as a comparison machine. An image from someone else's life pops in front of our eyes and our minds are instant evaluators, analyzers. That's what our mind does. So how is that affecting our approach to our kids, our homeschools, our homes themselves? Grab a basket of laundry and let's dig in. When we are presented with an idea, and an image is an idea presented apart from any logical form, our mind begins working to either accept or reject that idea. Our typical default setting, especially when we are in chill out mode with our phone and not analytically engaged, is to equate acceptance of an idea presented as an obligation for myself. So if the photo that we scroll by seems acceptable, our mind registers that it's good. And if it's good, do we ourselves line up with the idea presented? My kitchen doesn't look like any that I see on Instagram. And a set of cute towels isn't going to fix that. Maybe it's someone else's children playing and they're dressed in neutral linens, playing sweetly and calmly. The aesthetic appeals. Our mind and heart says, oh yes, lovely. Then our own children careen loudly around the corner and well, they're not in neutral linen or even clean outfits. They've made up their own dressing decisions that day, and the difference is jarring. Now, obviously, such comparisons can quickly lead to discontent, and we all know that. We've all struggled with that. However, even more is happening behind the scenes. The images that we keep filling our minds with at hazard, really, because we have no idea what the people in our feed are going to post next, shape our conception of normal. A societal norm can be a good thing. It's the way that a culture and standards and practices pass from one generation to another. We should say please and thank you 
This is a social norm reinforced by most adults in many contexts upon children, and so they pick it up, and then they themselves pass it on. Clothing appropriate to the situation is also learned not actually by dress codes, but by seeing contexts and situations and images. So now we have this weird social shift called social media. Outside of an actual in-person social context, sitting in our pajamas on the couch, we bombard ourselves with images that our brain is trying to sort out into social norms and expectations in the background. What we think is normal is now more shaped by what other people choose to post on social media and who we choose to follow than on real interpersonal interactions in physical social contexts. Before going out in the real world, we might do our hair and put on lipstick to present a neater and tidier self. That's the result of proper social pressure to be kind to others by not being an eyesore. However, on social media, we have many more tools of presentation than a curling iron and lipstick. We choose what people see in the frame. We change the lighting with a tap. We add a filter to put on silly-looking makeup without any effort. We add our own narrative to our snapshot, and we contribute to the problem. Social media is problematic on many levels, but the effects on our homeschool can be profound. We often don't realize how constantly staring at photos of other people's precious or terrifying homeschool moments interrupts and overshadows our engagement with our own children in our own homeschools. With social media just an arm's length away at any moment, we have to be careful to not let it shape our homes and homeschools by shaping our own perceptions. Are we homeschooling for the likes? In the morning with our coffee, we scroll. We tap the heart on all the cute photos or neat projects or inspiring words. In the background, our brain is rapidly trying to find patterns and accept or reject all the incoming impressions. Text, but without really realizing it, we start our day and have no scenes like all those we just liked. We just spent 30 minutes reinforcing to ourselves what we like, what we want, by tapping a little heart in response to pretty pictures. And so looking around, we find we don't like our own life. It's nothing at all like what we do like, after all. Rarely do these thoughts become fully expressed and conscious but rather they lurk behind our narrowed, tired eyes. We want to like our life and our homeschool and our children, of course. So we're on the watch as we begin our day. What's Instagrammable? What can I snap a photo of? When will be the right moment to take a 30-second video to show off what we are doing to the world? 
We all act and think differently when a camera is present. For performances, everyone pulls out the stops and does their best when it's recording time. However, neither learning nor parenting are performances. Yet we turn them into performances when we have our camera ever ready, when we are eager to snatch the perfect moment to document what we did, that we did, in fact, do something worthwhile today. Let's even give ourselves a little maturity credit and say that how many likes our post receives doesn't matter to us. That could be self-deception going on there. Even still, we have changed the environment and our role just by being watchful for what we can record or take a picture of. When we are over-documenters of our days, we change the dynamic. As we post our little snapshots, how can we help but judge where we rank in our own feed? Do my photos or my insightful thoughts fit my feed? Am I keeping up? Are we behind? Are we doing enough? How do I get more natural lighting into my kitchen table for the sake of these photos? Try homeschooling a week without looking at or posting on Facebook or Instagram, without taking a photo of your homeschool day at all, and just see if that reveals any unhealthy patterns of relating that you didn't even realize were happening. So time's up on this episode of Simply Convivial. Convivial is exactly what we want our homes to be. Full of life, lively, festive, friendly, enjoyable. We as moms are the atmosphere of our homes. So to have convivial homes, we ourselves have to be convivial. That means that the first thing we have to put in order is our own hearts. We have to organize our attitude before we organize anything else. My goal with every short episode here is to help you do just that one small step at a time, maybe even while folding a basket of laundry or washing a sink of dishes. Are you wasting time on social media? I want to help you take charge of your phone use. So I created the free seven day stop the scroll challenge. You can join our next round by going to simplyconvivial.com slash scroll. You'll get a daily email with a little insight and a small step to take to put boundaries around the time you spend on your phone so that you stop getting sucked in. Go ahead, I dare you, look at your screen time report. Is the best next time management step you need to take to stop the scroll? If so, go to simplyconvivial.com slash scroll and take the free seven day challenge. You can also find the link in the description below. And remember, repent, rejoice repeat.